Hello and welcome. Yes, this is Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I am joined as always by Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Hello. How's it going? All good. I've got some rum and coke. Oh, mixing it up on a Tuesday. I know. Well, I've got the week off, so I'm enjoying myself. Ah, yes, that's fair. I'm, I've done a lot of cleaning and now I'm drinking rum. It's a, it's a, it's a crazy life I live. <laughs> you absolute party animal. <laughs> but yeah, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. I have squash because I've got to go to work tomorrow. But I haven't cleaned, so that's my excuse. Yes. Good. <clears throat> so we don't have any news today. Um, sorry to disappoint. It's just gonna be one of those days where just we're just gonna go. We're gonna swoop right in. We've done yep. the pleasantries. We don't need to hang about. This is an exciting episode today. Um, we're going to be talking about our top five soundtracks. Don't get confused. We once did an episode on top five songs. It's obviously different. It's a soundtracks. A bunch of songs, not just one. Yeah, this is a thing that has been put in an order of some kind and uh, is the whole game's music, not just yes. single things. And it can be like anything that's licensed, composed, whatever. It's just the overall soundtrack. I'd also like to mention this was put forward to us. Um, it might have been put forward by multiple people, but the most recent evidence we have of this being put forward to us um, was by the lovely Augustus Thunderguts, um, who actually does soundtracks and musics and things himself. So definitely check out Augustus Thunderguts' music. He's given us music for both of our Twitch stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's very fitting today that this is what we're doing. Yeah, it, it's exciting. I like it. And like you said, some good music by Augustus. So I'm hoping yeah. our picks today um, will love up to, you know. Yeah, there, there's a lot of good soundtracks out there. And I, I find that it was it was hard to, to actually choose. But I hope that we've done a good job. We're going to be playing some music as well, like we did last time. Please don't come for us licensing people, whoever you are, police. Please <laughs> leave us alone. We are just... Small, humble podcasters. No one really listens. Don't arrest us. Yeah, if uh, if this re- like episode gets flagged or taken down in your area, then you'll know what happened. Uh, we're going to try and keep the clips fairly short. We'll be in prison cells. Um, yeah, we will be penniless and have a what is it? It's like DMCA across our face. Yeah, yeah, we'll be we'll be vandals. We'll be on the run. You know, like those things from the DVD people where it's like, you wouldn't steal a car. <laughs> those people are coming after us today. But, you know, I'm ready for them. Come at me. Whoa, now. Let's not, <laughs> let's not cite the anger. Um, Yeah, so soundtracks. So I guess we can just get straight into it today. Let's drop the best soundtrack there is. Yeah. <laughs> What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey! Let's go! All right. I've just remembered. Before Uh we get into this, we um we won't probably have any crossovers, but just in case we do, the maestro himself will appear. I'd like to explain that if we do have crossovers, Steph fully encouraged it because she, because Steph has had to pick this music, just give me a little <laughs> bit of background knowledge. Um, I've obviously had to give her mine. I don't know what she's got, but if she's if she's done a crossover, then she has chosen violence today because she would have known full well what I had and she came for me anyway. So let's just know that, all right? 
You're letting them see behind the curtain. And I don't like they it. they know this because we've had to do this for for like live episodes as well. So yeah, this is. True. I just I just want them to know how savage you are if you have done this. <laughs> You're right. I have chosen violence today, but I haven't. So oh, I you just, haven't. Okay, good. I just thought I'd let Beagle say his piece today. Oh, he yeah, he needs to say it, otherwise he gets really antsy. So yeah, exactly. Won't go back. He, might, he might kill someone. <laughs> We um, and we don't want that again. It's been too no, many times. Not again. <laughs> it's been about three weeks since the last incident, so we're we're moving forward. Yeah, um, I don't want to have to reset that counter again. No, I don't want to. Beetle deaths. <laughs> oh, right. Do you want to anyway, go first today? I think I think I do go first today. So All I'll right. introduce my uh, my fifth one, and yeah. then we'll listen to it, and then I'll continue. So. My number five is a game I've not actually properly spoken about very much on the podcast. We've spoken about the other ones, but not this one. So I'm speaking about the soundtrack of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, and I have picked the song to just give a little bit of an introduction. Um, the, dawn has, the dawn will come, sorry. The dawn has come and it will come. And here it is. <laughs> That was a great transition there, Steph. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I never know when to come in. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Um, anyway, anyway. So it's a very like that is a very kind of like cathedralish kind of uh a song in a sense. Um, this song doesn't necessarily always play like that. The first time I think you hear this song, um, it is in a part of the game where like you're something really bad has just happened you've just left somewhere you nearly died like you've experienced a lot of terror and a lot of loss um and everyone is kind of sitting in this camp and then all the characters um just start singing and it's a bit <laughs> awkward at first because you're like what the fuck it's like that weird part of the movie where someone just gets up and just breaks into song mm. um but it is it is like the i think her name She's some sort of like uh, the, the Chantry, which is like a kind of religious sect. Um, she starts singing and then everyone kind of joins in. So I think it's like a hymn. Mother Giselle, sorry, is her name. And she sort of does this like comfort and inspire everybody to kind of like move forward. And it's a really, really good song. And I forgot to mention it was composed. The whole soundtrack was composed by someone called Trevor Morris. Um, he did the music for Vikings and the Borgias as well, the TV shows. Oh, uh, cool. Um, he's very, very talented. And it, to be honest, it was a hard like shoes to fill, in my opinion, from mm. the person who did the soundtrack for the first two, whose name I cannot remember. Um, and I'm going to quickly look it up now because I okay. feel bad. <laughs> well, while you frantically Google, you gave me... Yes. I, I'm going to interrupt you with a segue of a thought that I had while you were doing stuff. Um, and that is... I. We don't have any musical games. You know when you're playing a game and then suddenly a song bursts out? That oh, yeah, like a, like a Broadway. Yeah. Um, are you sure? There must be something. Like I mean, I've that. never seen one. If there is, I'd like to know about it. But well, then I let's make one, one if it doesn't exist. Okay, done. Because, uh, but see what you mean? Because obviously, we like talking about them like bursting into song. Yeah, um, it suddenly reminded me. I was like, that never happened. 
happens that happens in games like that, but it's not like a common theme that happens every five no. minutes to explain some story. And I think I'd like it. I think that's why at first it made me so uncomfortable because I was like, what is happening here? Because that tends to be most of my reactions when someone just bursts into song. It doesn't mm. tend to happen in real life very often, but it does happen in films. And if it's a musical, then it becomes quite normal. But in the middle of a game, it was a bit like, oh, Jesus. Sorry, the person who did Dragon Age 1 and 2 is um, Enon Zer, which the, the soundtracks and the songs to Dragon Age 1 and 2, amazing, really, really good. Um, but Dragon Morris definitely like came in um with this you know this new composed soundtrack and it was just fucking incredible like everything about it all the songs is so epic like there's multiple I couldn't really even I only picked that song because that song for me like gave me chills um and I think it was a really good point that it was used in the game but generally like a lot of the other songs uh, are fucking intense like you know there's a bit i think where you're going to skyhold for the first time like a little while after that song plays and like the epic music that plays it's like it reminds me of like fucking lord of the rings shit like it it was mm. so epic and cinematic and the music just like was just perfect nice yeah this is a game i've not played but i liked the music in the first one and i keep meaning to play inquisition so maybe this is what's going to get me. I thought you played music. Inquisition. I'm now feeling very disappointed. Oh, yeah, no. I've only played Origins. That's the only one I've done. Okay, well, you can ignore two, but just, yeah, 100%. I think you'd really enjoy Inquisition because it's a lot like... It, they brought it more in towards, like, kind of Mass Effect way it plays. Yeah. Um, it feels a lot more like that as opposed to, like, the top-down... Um, and the, like the character interactions are very very good as well you have a voice as well which is cool like the main nice. character has a voice which is always good um and yeah just oh, it's just it's just such an epic epic soundtrack um i wanted to mention something else as well something very cool that they do they do in this game which is not something i see very often um is that there was actually a series of songs performed by a non-player character um in the game as well who's effectively a bard which is not something that i feel like i especially at this point i've not played the witcher at this point so i've not seen that many bards um actually have like composed music in a game um this bard is voiced by singer elizavete kripanova um and the songs were composed by rainy shockney and basically um this this lovely singer lady was kind of instructed to do a folky ballad celtic troubadour style bard music but the cool thing about it is all of the bard music that she does is all connected to the game in the sense of um well for one one of the songs she does which is i am one which was from dragon age Origins, she basically puts words to the song which is really cool mm. um but she also she sings about things that are happening to you you know there's this thing about like, opening up in the sky um she sings about that she sings about things as they happen to you so you could just walk into the tavern and she's singing about like a grey warden, which is you. And she's singing about like things that have happened, things that have just happened. Um, like a normal bard would kind of do because, you know, they hear the news yeah. and they they make songs. And it when there's songs about you. And there's one about Sarah, a character in the game, who apparently she sings about it because she has a crush on her, which is amazing. But these songs are really, really good. And the singer is amazing. And I think just seeing that, I was just gobsmacked because I was like, it just makes the world seem so much more like multi-layered yeah. and real. To not only have this amazing composed soundtrack, but then also to have this other level of like bard songs about what's happening in the game was just, it blew my little brain. Yeah, that does sound really cool. Like you said, it makes it, it kind of just adds to that living, breathing world thing. And the more a game can do that, the more you want to spend time in that world, the more immersive it becomes and the better the game feels in yeah. general. So that sounds really cool. 
It is. It's really, really good. And to be honest, I, I honestly, I this was a really late addition for me. I kicked out a game to put this in because I just hadn't thought about it on like another level of how much I fucking love this soundtrack and what they did. Um, yeah. But I'm so glad I, I put it in there. Um, I also want to mention in, in The Dawn Will Come, in the other version, when it all happens, it will come singing in. Forgot to mention that my uh, my boyfriend in the game also sings in it. <laughs> and uh, at first I thought it was super cringy, but actually I think he was quite good. The more you've looked at it, the more you're like, no, I could get into this. Although it does kind of give me Russell Crowe, Lev Millerard's vibes, but... Oh, no. <laughs> he sort of just comes in with a power ballad, like... Yeah. Oh God. Get yeah, ready then... for it. <laughs> oh. Okay. I have to love brace it. myself, I think, for that one. I love this. Okay, this is a fact about me. I loved Russell Crowe. In oh, Labors I know you I... did. I always forget I that about a... you. I, I got a massive crush on him. And it was just after that because I was like, what a voice. What a baritone, deep voice he has. He's very talented. Everyone was like, Nikki, what the fuck? They were saying he was shit. I think it's great. He, he was a terrible singer. I mean, no shade to Russell Crowe. <laughs> I like Russell Crowe as a human, but... My God, no. <laughs> I thought he was great, all right. I was only cheerleader, whatever. Um, yeah, it's like you and two other people just at the fan <laughs> club for that one. <laughs> Name is. So I've only got one fact, which just ties into what I've just been talking about, because I couldn't really find facts um, for this one, um, which is apparently to do with the bard songs. Um, the melodies of several bard songs are based on the traditional folk song. Folk song. So Old Grey Warden is based on Packington's Pound, a 16th century English ballad. Once We Were is based on the South Wind, which is a traditional Irish tune, and Enchanters is based off of the humours of Tully Crean, another traditional Irish tune. So it's really cool that they've kind of based it on these old-timey ballads as well, and kind of, it, it does feel very real. It does feel kind of authentic in that regard. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, it's always nice when you can find like some, a little bit of history lesson in a weird way in a yes. game. It's quite cool. Um, yeah, that's my number five. Nice. All right, then. Um, my number five um, is a game that we have spoken about before, so I won't explain what it is, and I think everyone will know why anyway. Um, but I've gone with the soundtrack for The Sims, the original Sims. Oh, okay. Uh, the lead composer for this was uh, Jerry Martin, and then there were some also some other composers mixed in there, uh, one called Kurt Casey, Dix Bruce, which is a fantastic name, and Mark Russo. Uh, and I'm going to play the track Under Construction for you, and you can be hit with some nostalgia. lovely piano like if anyone knows me i'm a big fan of piano music i could listen to the piano all day um and i think not only does it really like hit you with nostalgia feelings of playing the sims it's just also some of the best background music i think ever um in terms of like you can kind of it's music to put on and forget about but be soothed by uh, which I know sounds really odd when talking about like a top five list of like the best music and I'm talking about like you just forget that it's going on. But the whole point of game music most of the time is to do, it's designed to do just that, right? It's supposed to just be there 
and kind of like giving you the atmosphere of what you're doing, but not interrupting you and not like taking you out. Um, mm -hmm. And I have a lot of the Sims music on while I, while I work because it is that kind of easy, peaceful, just instrumental stuff uh, that goes on. Um, and I think a lot of the music in the rest of the soundtrack, um, some of it is a lot less piano-y and a lot more like, I don't know, 90s jazz lounge feeling yes. music. Like there's saxophones in there and there's some really like, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like other than if you had a 90s film on, around that time you'll hear this kind of weird jazz loungy stuff that happens in the background of most of those movies <laughs> like i'm talking about like that transition between the 80s and 90s movies kind of thing yeah um, no i i i absolutely love it and i just i sort of didn't even think about it but the weird thing is is when you played it just then not only did i get i mean a massive nostalgia here but i kind of listening to it as kind of loud as i did in my ears i was like actually this is a really good song like it's a really good mm. tune and just in itself like obviously someone had to sit down and make that and and I think sometimes you forget when especially with a game like The Sims where you know there's so much going on and you're constantly like building and I mean because that's normally what plays when you're kind of doing the building music isn't it yeah. and you know it, you almost forget about it which is good because it's not like totally in your face but it's actually just yeah it's just really it's really good music and I, I think like taking a moment to appreciate it for me I was just like oh it's it's just, yeah. It's a good it's tune. Good. I can it listen to this. Tune. Yeah, I think that's the thing is The Sims is one of those things where I've only really recently, so I've got a playlist on my Spotify that's like all my game music and a couple of like movie soundtracks and stuff like that in there. And I've only really, I've had this for ages and I've only really recently added The Sims onto this despite, you know, having The Sims music for ages because I did just that where I was like, suddenly found it on Spotify and I was like, listen to a couple tracks and I was like, oh shit this is great music to put in here. Like, it's just really nice instrumental yeah. stuff going on. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. And some of them are like light, more lighthearted than that. Like they're a little bit more upbeat and jazzy and stuff. Um, but I think the reason I went for the original Sims is it really has that, uh, like it kind of captures the time really well of when it came out. Um, the more recent ones, like The Sims 3 has a really good soundtrack as well. And I feel like because it's quite close to this one and I almost went for that, but I think the more I listen to this one, the more, I don't know, it's probably a bit of nostalgia in there as well. Like I, said, I also but... think the, the original is, is nice and simple. And I feel like yeah. they zhuzh up the later ones a lot. Um, whereas actually I love the simplicity of the first Sims and the music that came with it. I, I, cause that's kind of the, the starting point. Cause I feel like a lot of what came next was always kind of based upon that original music but judged you know whereas like yeah. well I love to say that word I love a good judge <laughs> um, so yeah and no, I, I really like the simplicity of it yeah no I agree actually that's a good point I think I found that with the more recent ones they're a lot more upbeat like yes. the songs are all kind of got like you said they've got judged and they've got a bit of energy to them mm -hmm. whereas this has got a little bit more calm a little bit more chill about it and I just kind of like that um, and more pianos, so I'm always going to vote for that. Um, but yeah, I don't have any real facts about this track. The only thing, like the only thing I've got, and I think this is true of across all of The Sims music, is that if there are any lyrics in any of the songs, they are all in Simlish. There's no like general singing in there. I think even they got in some later versions people to redo their like pop tunes in Simlish. Yeah, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, that's it. Like quite a short number five. It's just nice, soothing time building on The Sims.
Amazing. I love it. Didn't expect that. Yeah, good. Um, cool. All right. My number four is a bit more of a wild one because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I seem to always pick really calm or sad music. I'm never very good at picking like, you know, proper like bops. Um, that's not normally what I go for. <laughs> um, but this one is a fucking bop. Um, so this is the soundtrack of Streets of Rage 2. And this is an example of how awesome the soundtrack is, which is a song called Go Straight. Um, the soundtrack was composed by Yuzo Koshiro and Motohiri Kashiwima, Kashishima, sorry, in 1992. So let's give it a listen. <laughs> Um, so actually Streets of Rage 2 and a lot of the music, but mostly Streets of Rage 2, has been um, critically acclaimed as being some of the best um, video game music ever and ahead of its time, um, which I would agree with. I think that mm. like the music in Streets of Rage is fucking banging. Yeah, <laughs> no, completely. That whole I sound time... so white, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> banging. <laughs> Two white girls talking about music. Um no, like I agree. It's it's a tune. Like and most of the soundtrack is it gets you really like pumped up to beat the shit out of some people. Exactly. It, it gives you that sort of thing like I'm gonna walk the streets. And you know, I'm not being like a menace, like in Streets of Rage or you are uh going after like the bad guys, but um yeah. no, it's it's really fitting to kind of like what you're doing. Um the soundtracks as a whole for Streets of Rage kind of mainly consist of like experimental, um, electronic dance music, um, like house techno, hardcore jungle, um, and something called Gabba. There's a lot mm. of different like within it that's kind of put into these genres but um at the time it was definitely not something that was seen very often at all um especially being like throughout the whole game you know like there are some games where you kind of have like club scenes and stuff where you'd have that kind of music but obviously we're talking like 1992 93 mm. so back then this kind of music just wasn't it just wasn't happening in games it was happening in the world but yeah um in regards to being sort of portrayed in video games it just yeah it, it wasn't your your standard um i've got some musical information for anyone that is musical um but apparently the music was produced using the yamaha fm synth sound chips sound chips of the sega mega drive genesis video console and uh nec pc 88 computer along with kishiro's own audio programming language music love which is a modified version of the pc 88 music macro language if that meant anything to you good what i got from that was he used <laughs> some computers to make the music Ooh. so it's you know computer fangled music <laughs> computer love music um mm. but no very extremely talented and i think um a lot of like inspiration was taken from a lot of like the techno kind of music around at the time dance music um and i think that as, as a whole from what i've seen of like interviews and stuff he he wanted to be the first person to kind of introduce these kind of chiptune video game um sort of techno music into a game and, and he nailed it he did he nailed it yeah. um 
Apparently, so much so, so I'm just into my facts now, that the soundtracks have influenced um, a range of people, including, and, and him particularly. I don't think, when, when I read this, I don't think he means like the game in particular. I think he means um, like the music, the music of yeah. Kashiro, um, such as Labyrinth, Dark Star, Childish Gambino, and Danger. I know a couple of those people, but apparently he's influenced mm. them a lot. So that's Amazing. cool. That is cool. I love uh, this soundtrack, as I said, um, and I don't know if you'll get it on your recording or you got it on your thing, but I love the fact, and I'm sure there is a technical term for it, but when the music moves between your left and right headphone, it was doing a lot um, during I was listening to that. That was happening in my headphones quite a bit. And so if I don't know if it happened to anyone else, but I love it when stuff does that. It kind of puts another level on listening to it. Um, like I said, there is probably a technical term. I don't know it, but... I I think, like you said, one, it's just, it was very different. Like, I can't think of anything that sounds like Streets of Rage mm-hmm. uh, in the in the game world, right? Like, even, even more modern games, like, I don't know. Like, they kind of still don't ever touch upon that real proper, like, disc. It's not disco, but you know what I mean. That kind of, like, real techno it's music. like techno electro house kind of music yeah, yeah. Like, like you said it's very of the time but not like mm. outside of that so i think that was really cool and i can't listen to it without also wanting some of the the people noises in it that you make with oh the characters, yeah just like the punching and the like oh yeah like just throwing people yeah. around i kind of have that mixed in there but i think it goes to show you like how well the general soundscapes of the game and then also the music just kind of fit together really 100%. well. percent it blended really well. Yeah. Um and the music I think was, you know, it was it was so crucial as to what made the game great. Like I yeah. mean not, it's not to say that you couldn't have had different music, it would have been a great game, but it just it made it. And I think like growing up, because this is quite an old game, like playing it when I was younger, um, you know, playing even playing it off my old shitty TV that I would have had when I was like nine. Um, it blew my little brain. Like mm. I, I was just so in awe of this, like that a game could be like this, almost kind of intense. Yeah, because it was. I feel like a lot of the time the music could be quite intense, and there were points where there was boss fights where I don't know if you remember, but you'd hear like the da 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 like when there was a boss about to come on, like yeah. the music would almost go quiet, and then you'd hear. You know, they even did that so well you know, between each, obviously, each of the the scenes, the kind of, as you go through the game, each sort of level, new area, the, the music would change to something else to kind of show what was where you were at the time. There's like a very like lounge one where you're in like a, a bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously like when you're on the boss levels, it's a lot more kind of intense. And yeah, it just, it all just flows like this magnificent river, like yeah. the whole game. Like I think the game is only really an hour long, potentially, because I think the soundtrack's only about an hour. Um and I, I read an article actually on somebody that showed all of the music to somebody who'd never played it before. And I remember them just saying like that how amazing it was. And it just shows you that even though you haven't even played the game, like you can still kind of appreciate how like before it's time. And also the fact that, you know, I feel like this music could still be used today. Yeah, definitely. Like, it, if you turned up in a game, modern game, you wouldn't bat an eye at, at you. You'd just be like, yeah, this is great. And also, I think I could play that at, like, a, part, a house party and people would lose their shit for it, even if they didn't know it was Streets of Rage. You know what I mean? I feel like people would get really into listening to it. It just makes me want to play, like, the boss music. So if I'm, like, throwing a party and, like, I put the boss music on when I enter the room, I don't know why, I just want to do that one day. <laughs> All right. Next, like, so... birthday or special Nikki <laughs> event that's happening. 
We'll put that on. Put for the you. boss music on. Yeah, that's She's how I gonna make, make her my entrance. entrance. I'm gonna oh come God. in like throwing knives around. Actually, no, I should not do that. That's uh, that's unsafe. <laughs> it went coming from in cool party entrance to instant like. Here's my introduction to do. murdering everybody. There's one boss that throws his fi- flamey batons. There's another one which like throws knives. So if I'm gonna be a street it's a rage boss, and I've got to like come in the outfit, you know. There's one that like burps <laughs> fire at you. Is that your plan? Like yeah. All right. That's that's my next birthday. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody if we'll wear survive. protective clothing. <laughs> I like it. I like your enthusiasm. What has this become? Anyway, um, that is all I have to say about Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack. It's a really good pick. I'm so glad you picked it. And you're right, it's an absolute bop, that one. And then the rest of the soundtrack. So I'm super pleased that we've got to mention that. Good. Um, I am going to take us back down again. I feel like we've reversed roles a little bit. I'm going for some more like calm stuff. So my next uh, track, number four, my next soundtrack is from Gris. Uh, and this is by The Berlinist, um, which is a Barcelona-based experimental group. They did the whole soundtrack for Gris. Um, Gris is like a puzzle platformer. And I will play you the track, which is just called Gris Part 1. Now... So that is uh, from Gris. So Gris, like I said, is a puzzle platformer game. Um, and as you can tell by that track from the soundtrack, it's a very chill game. It's a very beautiful game. The art style is very distinctive. If you haven't played it, you might recognize the cover art for it, which was this really hand-painted kind of illustrative watercolor style, similar to things like Child of Light and stuff. Um, the main thing about the game, there's no like death or anything in it. It's not super difficult jump sequences or anything like that it's just kind of like a nice journey it's not a very long game uh and it's one of those games where i would recommend you sit down play it put some headphones on and just kind of do it the whole thing in one one go because i think this soundtrack in particular really lends itself to listening to it as a full kind of journey almost um the idea of the game is that it's kind of like her journey uh, through like a really sorrow kind of time that she de- deals with and it's her dealing with that and her and her like magical dress kind of going through these these areas and stuff um, and the general story and stuff of the the game is really pretty to kind of watch it's all um, it's all wordless and stuff there's no like text or anything um, and a lot of it is told through like just general cutscenes there aren't that many but just little ones and then also I think the music like the pacing of the music changes quite a lot like it builds up there's some really really dramatic moments in Gris part two which is the other part of that track um which you have like later on in the soundtrack is really intense like the singing and stuff gets more and more intense but it fits with just what's going on in the game a lot um again like we said it's just one of those things that one of those soundtracks in particular that I think makes the game what it is like 
as it kind of helps the kind of story that it's trying to get across and the visuals hit harder than I think if it was like I don't know something more generic or something um I don't know if you've played this game I haven't I've always wanted to um I remember I think you might mention it one time before and yeah it's a game that yeah I really really want to play and to be honest just hearing that piece of music just makes me be like okay I need to like fucking put my finger out and play it. I was actually looking potentially at seeing if it was on Switch, which it is. Um, it just looks like a beautiful game. And the, the soundtrack, like if there's a soundtrack like that, like I'm always kind of in because I don't know. I, I To be honest, I'm a sucker for a soundtrack if you haven't guessed already. Um, and that's just definitely right up my street. And yeah. the, the visuals as well, like looking at like the, the actual gameplay, it just looks like, it looks like a game that would soothe my soul. It is very much that game. I think you said I mentioned it. I'm pretty sure I mentioned it on like one of my ones I've played this year, top games I've played this year. It's one of those lists uh, mm-hmm. or one of the platformers. I can't remember which one. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really, it was one of those ones I just sat and played. And I, like you said, it soothed me. It also kind of hit me a little bit, but it was kind of like a nice emotional like feeling from a game um and i do think a lot of that has come from the the soundtrack and yeah i have the soundtrack on a lot it is just lovely i think you'd really love the whole thing like i said it's one of those i think you can kind of almost once you've played the game with the soundtrack as well i think you can almost go on the same journey if you just put the soundtrack on start to finish because it's not super long well Um, this is the thing i was debating putting it potentially on my because i have have a sleep playlist i have a lot of video game music on and i'm like oh should i add it but then i'm like i don't want to listen to it maybe if i should play the game first i don't know i don't think it'll give away anything it might just you know feel there are some more intense things so maybe like see if you want to have some of that while you're sleeping like it's Mm -hmm. not all super super calm it does build up but it's more of like a built up calm if you know what i mean it's it never like there's no sim- I won't I won't be half asleep and they'll just be like roaring. <laughs> yeah, there's no sim- up, like, like oh my god. Jazzy accordions kicking like <laughs> bah, 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 bah. There's no bo- street syringe boss fights. <laughs> <laughs> just shit yourself in bed. Yeah, there's not so much that, but it does like build up and get louder and some really intense like singing mm-hmm. and stuff. Um but yeah, it I, I more than anything, I can't I don't have any facts or anything. I couldn't really find anything about Balinist either other than the fact that they're a group. Um I think they've done other things, but this was like the first game they've done. Uh, it was received really well. Like everyone really loves the the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure, I can't remember if these guys went on or they were just featured, their music was featured on, and we mentioned it last time we did sound, not soundtracks, uh, we did songs, mm-hmm. was the BBC Sounds um, like podcast oh, slash yes. show. They still do it. And Gris was mentioned on one of those. I think they had a couple of tracks from it. Um, I can't remember what episode it was. But um, yeah, the, some of the stuff they spoke to about on there really rings true. So it's mm-hmm. worth uh, having a look at that if you haven't. Um, but yeah, like I couldn't really find I, the only real thing um, about them and this particular soundtrack that I could find was that they were really inspired by the games... Um, I can't remember the guy who did it, but it was Ico and uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And then the most recent, like like Last Guardian, like those, that set of three games, they referenced the person who made them, not so much the soundtracks in them, but those particular games. So I don't know whether it was a case of they were inspired by those games or the soundtracks in those games or what it was about them. Um, it was an odd interview, to be fair, that I read. So... Yeah, there might be some stuff in that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of going to be a short one, I think, for my number four. Um, But yeah, I definitely recommend it as a game. It's beautiful. And yeah, soundtrack especially. 
yeah, I need to get on it. Add it to my list, my ongoing list of things that I need to play. Yeah, the never-ending list. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I'm going to take us into some more calm lands um, with my number three, which is Minecraft soundtrack. We spoke about Minecraft before. Um, but never necessarily the sun. Maybe we, I can't remember. Look, guys, it's it's a long. It's been a long podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's so it's by um, C418, uh, and this track is called Wet Hands. So it was hard to pick one, but this is the one I thought I'd go for. genuinely feel like I'm going to fall asleep now Um, because it's beautiful and soothing it is my one of my most played on my sleep (laughs) playlist (laughs) I'm going to keep citing throughout the episode um but no if anyone has played Minecraft obviously that music will be very familiar to you um potentially very nostalgic it is um a fantastic piece of music but also the whole soundtrack is incredible it's always quite similar in Minecraft it's always very very chill it's very instrumental and sort of ambient music um it is it's so beautiful and calming and it works so well for the game um I Minecraft is not a game that I played that much until like probably within the last year uh, and I have like a whole appreciation for it now especially for C418 I don't know if he's C418 or C418 but um he is actually a German musician called Daniel Rosenfeld and yeah incredibly he's incredibly talented um a lot of his work is sort of compared to the works of like brian eno eric sati apex twin um and i'm a big fan of apex twin so i'm definitely a big fan of his as well um yeah i mean you played a bit minecraft right i have i again same as you i literally played minecraft for the first time this year um Mm. i've never really played it before i did enjoy my time um i think i didn't really get it before i'm i'm not great with sandbox games i find I need purpose I get bored of trying to think about what I want to build um quite quickly which I find weird um for how much I like the sims but uh yeah I did really enjoy it and you're right the music I think helps you get into like a weird little zen space when you're doing stuff you know it's yeah. just kind of that I'm picking up a block I've got to go do this stuff um and that track in particular is really nice yeah like there's so it was really hard to pick what one I wanted to put in for like the preview because Subwoofer Lullaby is really nice. Calm was a song that I had on my sleep playlist for like before I even was probably playing the game, um, which is one of like, literally I will just fall asleep because I don't know, I've just trained my brain. Um, because I like music that's that can be calming and relaxing. I think maybe because I, I'm a bit of an anxious person if you hadn't have guessed. So for me sometimes to sort of indulge myself within that music is really nice. And it, every time I play Minecraft, you know, it, it, having that music on, it's just, I don't know, it's just fucking zen. Zen as fuck. It really is. I think that's the best way to describe Minecraft yeah. in general and then this particular soundtrack. 
there are some parts of Minecraft that are not zen as fuck. Like you could be like chilling, listening to some this this nice, you know, calm song, building your little axolotl house, which is what I was doing. Um, everything was really nice. My axolotls were in their tanks, um, and then you just hear, and then the creeper appears and blows your fucking house up. So there yeah, are yeah. points where it lulls you into a false sense of security, That's but most point. of the time, it's a it's a lovely time as long as you're watching out for those fucking creepers. Yeah. But yeah, like obviously there are many other tracks. Um, I would hundred percent like, like would just suggest listening to them if you just like, even if you don't even like Minecraft, if you just want some nice chill working music as well. It's a really good soundtrack to work to, um, just because it is just so nice. It's similar to The Sims, like it wouldn't distract you. I don't yeah. think it would just no. be like. So yeah, it just kind of exists and complements the world and what you're doing. Um but doesn't yeah it's like you said it's not in your face it's not yeah something you pay attention to happening the cool thing about it as well is uh the music tracks i've never really understood like at what point why they start playing why certain songs play at certain times but the, sometimes you just have silence sometimes there is no music mm. and then you'll be met with that kind of little like a lot of the time like twinkly music and you're like oh this is nice um but some of the music is triggered by events while some oh, okay. only play a certain criteria met um there's like underwater music or like because there's different biomes in the game which is really clever as well like river biomes and stuff and underwater different biomes um there'll be certain tracks that will play um at certain points and things like that so um i always thought that was really awesome um yeah, yeah I, I it's not much else to say i have a couple of facts um, one of my favourite facts I found was that um, apparently on April Fool's Day 2014, so Mojang created the game, um, played a bunch of villager-themed pranks on the players, um, including temporarily replacing the track Hal1.ogg or Subwoofer Lullaby with a version that had a villager singing along. Um, they also temporarily replaced all the menu songs with the villager singing the Game of Thrones theme song. <laughs> Which I listen to when it's fucking hilarious because the villagers are very much like Mah. so like hearing that in Game of Thrones <laughs> <laughs> it was incredible. It's like Squidward sings Games of Thrones, um, and I love Game of Thrones, so I was like, yeah, this, this is. I it's wish I was jam. playing it in 2014, but alas, I was not. Aww. I was too busy being youthful. <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> another fact that i've got is the title of the track so below is a reference to um as above so below a phrase heavily associated with hermeticism that is derived from a passage from the emerald tablet of thoth um mm -hmm. the emerald tablet is widely associated with the secrets of creating the philosopher's stone so the choice to kind of use the so below part of the phrase was meant to be evocative of like the underworldly nature of the nether which is kind of like an under underworld in minecraft so that was a cool little thing I thought yeah, was related. Cool. I was fine music facts, man. <laughs> it's really hard. Oh, yeah. Soundtrack particular facts, like it's just it's it's not easy at all. But um yeah, the mind track soundtrack overall, fucking amazing. Nice. I'm glad it was an unexpected one actually, but um once you sent me that track and I listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, I totally get this. Not only is yeah. it very you soundtrack, it's also I remembered, like I got clippets of like coming back to me about playing the game, and that's it. Was, it. Yeah. And throughout throughout this top five, I was shoving some in, some out because I was like, "Oh, it's so difficult." And actually, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put this in now. Um, 
just quickly. This has nothing to do with your top five, but um, I didn't put any Zelda or Final Fantasy in my top five, um, everybody, which I know is normally what's expected of me. But I didn't do it because I was like, I need to have these other things in here um, <laughs> because I had so many. There's so many good soundtracks out there. And I mean, we're going to get to honorable mentions later, but fuck, it was difficult. Yeah, there are a lot of honorable mentions, I think, coming. Um, I went with the rule of if I listened to... If I listen to the actual soundtrack um, more than I listen to like the redone like orchestral versions of stuff or mm-hmm. the like, I don't know, weird versions that you find. If I listen to that more than I listen to the thing, then it's probably the the soundtrack and not like a yeah. piece of music, which was kind of my theory. And that's probably why some of these are not going to feel like normal ones, um, I guess. But um yeah. What's your next one? What you got for us? So my next one is, again, a game that I now have mentioned before. Um, and it's another indie game. I'm on the indie, I'm on the indie roll at the moment. Uh, and it is the Flame and the Flood soundtrack. Uh, this is created by Chuck Reagan, who is a uh, American songwriter. Uh, and the particular track that I'm going to play for you um, is called Landsick. some chuck reagan singing along in this song um i love this soundtrack so much i own this one on vinyl this is one of my favorite soundtracks to listen to it's a really cool soundtrack um it does have some singing in by mr chuck reagan and some other people it does also have just some general instrumental tracks in there as well uh that's quite like an upbeat crazy one um but there are some more like mellow ones in there but they're all on this same feeling like there's all this very backwater americanery bluesy kind of acoustic um kind of bluegrassy type stuff uh and it goes so well with the game so the game um is this like survival adventure game and it's set in like the bayou like this overly flooded bayou and you're kind of taking this journey down the bayou and surviving and going through all this swamp land um with you do love a swamp i do love a swamp and this is why i've picked this because this is swamp (laughs) music and i love some swamp swamp based music uh you and your dog are going down and the soundtrack lends itself so well not only to just the theming of the game but i think it also uh hits at the right points during the game um and I don't know what it is about it. It's just, it's great. Like, honestly, it's one of those ones where I already played the game the whole way through, probably like once, but I've listened to the soundtrack from it, like, so, so much more than that. Um, it's just really, really stuck with me, this one. I need to play this game. We had a conversation about this song the other day in person. It, it probably wasn't the other day, but because you played it and, uh, mm. and told me and I didn't realise that like, because Chuck Reagan is from Hot Water Music, the band who I love. Yeah. And I was like, I know this voice. And then you explained that it was from Flame in the Flood. And I was like, for fuck's sake, why? We've literally discussed this game before and I've gone, yeah, I'm going to go play it. And then Nikki never plays it. <laughs> um, 
It's on Game Pass. Yes, I, I will do it. I have the time this week. I will do it. I will stop cleaning and drinking rum and I will play <laughs> Flame in the Flood. Um, yeah, because Chuck Reagan has, he's amazing. And I a soundtrack like that definitely draws me in. So I'm uh, I'm adding that to the list as well. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's a great game. If you've not played it, it's generally really good. Um, and this kind of music goes well. I think, like I said, not only with the style and the theming and stuff of the game, but also um, the art style is a bit of an odd one on this game. Um, I really love it. It's, it's very difficult to describe. It's very looks cobbled together um, type of thing. And looks like it could be made out of like lots of different like textures and stuff like that. And I think when I hear like proper Americanery blues grassy music, that's what I think of. I think of stuff that's all cobbled together. Like I picture a man playing on a washboard and a guitar mm-hmm. that they've made out of like a bottle and four strings. Like it's a weird, weird image that I get conjured in my head, but it fits really well with the the imagery that they've got in the in the flame and the flood. Um I can't remember how long the game is. It's not a super, super long game. You can get through it pretty quickly if you... Because you're going down the river, you don't have to stop. You kind of stop because you need to. Um, Mm. So you can kind of go for long periods without stopping and doing a bunch of stuff. Um, It's worth going to certain places to pick up bits of the story, but you don't have to. It's very open in that way. Um, And I think you can just kind of see the, the journey and again... It's a real like I'm going on an adventure kind of music, and it's a that kind of game, so it works really well. Um, awesome. I couldn't find any facts for this. I mean, you've given one of the facts of like Chuck Reagan is from the band. Um, yeah. Well, well, but other than that, uh, I couldn't find anything about it. Like, I, it, there's nobody's like nobody's interviewed Chuck Reagan about making it. Like, I couldn't find anybody really? talking. I couldn't wow. find anything about them talking about, you know, I thought this would be a shoe in for some facts. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some stuff. I think they, they spoke to him about making it. And it was like, oh, did you enjoy making it? Yeah, it was cool. We did some stuff. We worked with the thing. <laughs> you I can't really turn it. that into a fact. Fact one, Chuck Reagan enjoyed making the soundtrack. He had oh, a good, good time. You know, <laughs> my only fact is that I think he's coming to England soon for a gig in December. And I might go watch him. Oh, nice. I'll come too. Yeah, you can come with. We'll go, uh, we'll be like, I love you from this specific game. I'll bring my vinyl and he can sign it. And that'll be my fact. Oh, yeah. Um, cute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I would definitely recommend the soundtrack. If you like that kind of music, you can just go and straight listen to it. You don't need to know the game mm-hmm. at all. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why I've got that as my number three. Awesome. Okay, my number two is I. I say I'm bringing in games that I've not spoken about before. That's not that's not true at all. Sure, um, nice. I just I didn't want to mention games that we speak about repeatedly, which is which is what I was doing. Mm. But anyway, this game is. I mean, it's a wonderful game, and we will all agree. And if this wasn't in my top five, then I would be angry at myself. So I have put as my number two the Life is Strange soundtrack. Um, in particular, I've chosen the song Obstacles by Sid Matters. Um, just quickly want to mention um, a lot of, obviously, the soundtrack to this game is licensed music, um, which includes this one. Um, but yeah, let's have a listen.
One thing I love about this, these songs that we used in the game is any time I ever hit any of them played like abstract to playing the game, it just takes me straight there. Um, mm. And that's all I associate it with. Yeah. Um, I was also very torn between using another Sid Matters song, which they have in the beginning of the game, uh, which is called To All of You, which it plays like very much the beginning of the game when Max, the main character, is walking down um school hallway which is a really clever way that they do that um but this one in particular is a gay is a song that plays throughout the game quite a lot it plays at the end of episode one because it's an episodic series um it plays another part sort of where it like pans to like a lot of time like town members and it's like an end game song it was also used in the promo trailers it's just a very synonymous song that's why i wanted to pick that one but all mm. of them all of the licensed music that they pick throughout the whole series, like all the episodes, is so good. So um, they have a song as well by Angus and Julia Stone, Santa Monica Dream, which is really beautiful. Um, Jose Gonzalez, Alt J as well, um, Lua Bright Eyes. Like there's so many good songs. It was hard to just pick one, but that's why I was like, it's fine because I'm picking the soundtrack. But obviously I, I want to make sure I pick a song to show that obviously like everyone can kind of get a vibe, but the the music that they use the licensed music um it's just it's so fitting to the, everything about the game and it just it gives you just such a good vibe uh, of of everything the game is about and it's so hard to explain <laughs> i always feel like i sound so stupid when i try and explain these things but um you get what i'm saying right yeah no i know what you mean it's it's weird even though it's um even though it's music you can just listen to without ever knowing the song, like obviously because it's like a licensed thing, you, I think when you get stuff that weirdly, even though it wasn't written for it, but it works so well um, as a piece, it's like films, right? Like there's a lot of films where they use just actual pieces of music rather than composed pieces. And you watch that bit of film and you can't not hear that track it's not even exactly. a post piece it's just a track yeah. and i think games get that as well it's rarer i find for games to have music that's not composed directly for them in and use it like games with story anyway i mm -hmm. find like a lot of anything story-based has its own composed kind of pieces like i can't yeah. really think of many games that don't um in story-based yeah. ones other than outside of like oh you're driving around the car in gta and you could put the radio on you know what i mean a hundred percent yeah and sometimes like you know i i think it's almost harder to put licensed songs in because i mean the the soundtrack is a compilation of the licensed tracks and there is an original score by um jonathan morale in there but i think everybody kind of associates the licensed songs with the game i do especially um but it's a risky it's a risky thing to do because putting like one wrong song in there could kind of set a wrong tone or it could just not go. But actually mm. I do find that the person who, you know, whoever brought all these songs together, like really hit the nail on the head. I don't actually have the name of the person. It might've been Jonathan Morali who like picked these songs, but whoever did, they really fucking nailed it because it just, it complements the game so well. Yeah. Um, they're all really, a lot of them are kind of like, some of them are kind of acoustic -y. They're normally quite chill, but some of them are just like, so warm as well as to what's happening you know even if you're literally just in max's room and it's playing on the stereo um it just it 
it really complements it. And I can't even imagine the game without it. And I think story-wise, and such a story-heavy game, actually, I think licensed music can be such a compliment. Yeah, because you get that film-esque vibe to it. And yes, exactly. You can kind of start putting lyrics. Like, there's, again, often, like, you don't get lyrics in game music. And actually, lyrics while you're watching something unfold, like, story-based, can kind of help build into that feeling like you can kind of listen to it and it it adds to the story almost um yeah and you kind of get this weird this weird feeling like you said it's almost uh like it's in the game world and the character is kind of listening to it with you and that kind of thing um so you can kind of get their emotion weirdly from it yes Um, and you know i i don't know what the first game was that somebody started inputting license like band music with voices in but it it does what you say. It makes it feel like a movie. And I'm some people aren't into games like that, but I am super into like games that are very cinematic and movie like because I like movies and I like music. <laughs> like it's nice to have composed pieces, but sometimes to have music like that, it makes it feel quite modern and up to date and real. Um, because yeah. you know, like especially throughout my life as a kid, like you know when I'd walk down a school corridor, I'd always have my headphones and I'd always have something playing. And so like, I think when you see Max walking down that school corridor the first time and that music kicks in and it's not just confused music, it genuinely, it, it feels like legit because, you know, the, the game is based around quite young people and music, especially nowadays, has such an impact and I think it would have been a shame just to have composed music. Not that just having composed music by Jonathan Morrell isn't good enough, but like, as you said, it, it kind of, it makes it so much more yeah no definitely like and the thing with i find when you have those mixed soundtracks um even in movies and stuff it's like the pieces that are composed are generally used for like really almost not non not heavy hitting moments but they're just Mm. for like background like oh you're going off and doing something it's just kind of almost fill the silence when there should be whereas the the kind of picked out um licensed pieces tend to be the ones they use over the really like intense moments and the yes you know the stuff that's trying to hit your emotions a little bit more and i know it's a sign of a good soundtrack as well when i uh i was shazamming (laughs) so i'm playing like (laughs) i'm like oh shit i need like and i literally did it throughout the whole game i was constantly like okay what was this song i put up on my like spotify playlist um that's always like a good sign that's why i was like i know this needs to be up there yeah um just because it's like i like every single piece so um i've got a couple of facts one of my facts is that the cover art for the soundtrack cd is based on the cover of a mixtape max made for chloe when she was 12 um which you can find in a drawer um in her room which is really cool it's really cute um also if you wanted the vinyl (laughs) good luck um good luck it's very rare um only a few of these were created as professional materials for life is strange um similar to the licensed soundtrack they aren't sold commercially at least anymore um it was all they were normally all sort of parts of giveaways and things like that um i had a look because i was like actually this would be a fucking awesome vinyl to own um if they ever do go up for sale you're probably looking to pay above 300 quid for it so yeah three hundred dollars quid whatever um it's a lot of money so uh but i i wouldn't spend that money but i would love i would have loved to have the vinyl because i feel like it's one of those it's though it's that kind of music that you'd want playing from like a kind of vinyl like chilling kind of thing Mm -hmm. yeah no i think like you said it was such a cool thing to own it's one of those like i don't know you win a lot of money somewhere and you go buy it 
it's your piece, yeah. your collector's piece. You go treat yourself to. But no, that's um, that's my that's my number two. Great game, great soundtrack. Nice. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Like again, like not. For some reason, when I think of Life is Strange, I need to replay Life is Strange. It's been a long time. Um, and it's not something I think of music about. You're right. Like it, the pieces, when I do remember them, were great. So mm-hmm. um, cool. Okay. So my number two, I have made no such promise to you people about not putting uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy or Zelda because I put Zelda in my list. My number two is Zelda Breath of the Wild. Nice. soundtrack so i didn't go with my first thought of like ocarina and stuff i went with breath of the wild um this particular song that i'm gonna play um is from the rito village day theme the Rito Day as you can kind of hear it just at the end of that uh, little clip it starts to basically go into Dragon Roost from mm-hmm. uh, Wind Waker and the main reason that I picked this soundtrack um, was because I feel like this whole soundtrack is one beautiful like love letter and mix of all the Zelda game music um, it takes little elements and little riffs from all the older games and all of the famous kind of pieces that everyone loves and kind of mixes them and remixes them into all of its tracks. So like this one, the Rito Village is from the Dragon Roost. It's got like this really nice Dragon Roost one in there. Um, the stables music, um, whenever you go to a stables, if you listen, that's got um, a Ponya's song in the base of it. Uh, and then even things like the Goron... The Goron city that you visit, although not totally the same as like the Ocarina Goron music, it's got the same instruments and the same like Goron noises in the background. And it really gives you this really nice nostalgia feeling while also making everything feel really fresh and new again. And it just kind of like pushes all of those things to the forefront and remixes them. Um, And... I think it just does one a really good job of mixing that stuff in while also having its own individual tracks that you know are very much just breath of the wild based um and it works really well like one of my favorite ones to listen to is the um is the riding music in again it's got day and night themes which again Mm. is another thing to get into um in a minute but the riding theme is just almost like a very simple piano like it's almost like five six notes just up and down and that's it like it's really simple and you're just kind of like riding along in this giant open field and it's just lovely to do and have this really simple kind of soundtrack going on around you um obviously there are more intense parts and stuff whenever you're in a fight or um you're going through some of the more dramatic boss parts and stuff but most of the soundtrack's quite 
not mellow, but it's got this lovely kind of exploration kind of theme to it. Like it's just kind of letting you Mm -hmm. do stuff for sure. I'm really glad you picked this now. Um, I kind of see what you were meaning before about like a lot of the old like soundtracks are kind of, they're really, really good, but actually Breath of the Wild takes them and almost brings them a bit more into like a modern performance almost. And it's really beautiful. And even kind of just listening to it, like that absent to the game it reminded me a lot of almost like the kind of like the composer joe hisashi who does Chudo ghibli like it sounds very it's Mm. so good that i wouldn't have necessarily known this was in a game if i'd sort of just tried to really detach myself from it um it's really really good and i I, luckily i did play breath of the wild probably about a year year or two ago i think um and i was astounded by the whole thing and i'm gonna go back to it and i'm gonna replay it um but i'm like i need to give myself a little bit more time but i think that i'd almost forgotten how good the soundtrack actually was and so now i'm like okay i need to actually um just listen to that next time i'm like working or whatever and um because it yeah it's really beautiful yeah like there's a it's such a massively long soundtrack in it as well because it's not only got all the areas and all the towns and stuff that you meet and the events and stuff but it also um the music changes day to night so there is a day Mm. theme for pretty much all the areas and then there's a night theme for all the areas and they do change um and it and i that i think is one is amazing like you have this if you visit the town during the night time you get one feeling of it and then you get a completely different one and although they're similar and they have the same riffs and stuff going through them they're different um which is really cool did you Um, say it was the same guy it wasn't koji kondo was it so koji kondo has done some music in this but the actual composers of the breath of the world soundtrack there was a lot i have a list of i think about oh like nine names um i'm gonna do them now um so we've got manaka katakoya yasu akai iwata uh hajime Wakai, Takuro, Yasuda, Ryu Tamura, Soji Abe, Koji Kondo, Kenta Nagata, Toro Minishigi, Takashi Hama, and Mahiyoto Yatoma. Fucking hell. So there's a lot. <laughs> like the amount of names yeah. of people in this that made the soundtrack is a lot. It's not so... easy to say those names fast either, is it? No. Because <laughs> you're just like, it's not possible. <laughs> Taking me a while to remember how to pronounce all of these things. Um, <laughs> I struggle just with one name. I'm like, yeah. oh God. But yeah, so Koji Kondo is in there. But um, I think because of the fact that some of the original riffs and stuff are used. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I said, Uh, there's a lot of ocarina in here. Like um, quite a few of the towns and stuff have ocarina themes. And uh, there's like, if you go and visit the fairies, all the fairies have the original uh, ocarina ones. And even back to some of the first elders, there's, you know, some of the soundtrack mixed in there um, when you're just riding around the like main fields and stuff during the day. Uh, there's just so many I think the problem with this is there are so many tracks that I love um, through this time like even just the cooking the little cooking song <gasps> yeah, I, I love listen to song. forever I have like a, a lo-fi version where the cooking song is like mixed into it and it's really good mm. um, Terrytown is lovely as well one of the little towns that you build and my favorite character and my favorite pieces from this um, as well is Cass who is the Rito like Birdman that you meet yes. with the accordion and he's just kind of hanging out most around 
the whole world. Like you'll just find him and he sits and plays his little accordion. And I love his theme. But also I found out on the soundtrack, um, it's like a five CD soundtrack or something ridiculous. Uh, on there, he plays all of the main kind of uh, Guardians themes on his accordion. Uh, I don't know if it's in the game somewhere or anything like that. I can't remember, but I love the fact that that's on the soundtrack as well. Like I said, it's a huge soundtrack, but all of the tracks, I don't know, I could just listen to all of them um, yeah. and have like a wonderful day of music of just listening to it forever. Um, but yeah, so the reason, like I said, I didn't want to pick a Zelda, but I think for me, this is one of the Zelda soundtracks that I listen to and I don't look for alternative versions because as much as I love Ocarina... Yeah. I know what you mean, yeah. I don't ever listen to the Ocarina music pulled straight from the game. Mm. I listen to the orchestral versions that people have done or the weird piano remakes or the lo-fi versions. Like, all of these... Not changed musics, but, like, the slightly more modern versions or real yeah. instruments versions. So this is why I kind of thought Breath of the Wild has to go in here because I, yeah, I really I agree. enjoy it. I'm glad that you put it in. Um, I couldn't find any facts particularly about this either. Um, I thought, again, I thought this would be something I could find tracks for, but it was more just a case of like a lot of people, uh, any reviews or anything I found, were just a lot of people getting excited in the fact that they could hear their old favourite themes in in here somewhere. Yeah. All right. Does that mean we're on to honourable mentions? We are. We are on to honourable mentions. All right. I've got a few. Buckle up. Um, <laughs> my first one we mention is a game which I've spoken about before which is called Everybody's Gone to the Rapture which has a beautiful soundtrack very weird game but it works very well for it um, a game as well that has a lot of licensed music as well as good um, composed music is Fallout 4 also Fallout 3 um, I love all of that kind of like 1940s, 1950s um, music they have on the radio love Fallout Radio um, another one with licensed music as well would be GTA Vice City. That was a big favourite growing up. I fucking love the 80s. So that got me into a lot of 80s music growing up. Um, I just put Zelda as a whole, Final Fantasy as a yeah. whole. Um, <laughs> I'm going as quick as I can. Um, Resident Evil 2, I fucking love that soundtrack. Um, Uncharted, Stardew Valley, Animal Crossing New Horizons also has some amazing music. And yeah. lastly, The Witcher 3. Bam, bam. Whoa. <laughs> oh my yours? goodness. So mine are, uh, I've got like the same ones as you. I've got like all the Final Fantasies, especially mm -hmm. Nine. Nine is my favorite. Um, I've got Rhyme, uh, which is mm. a really game. That's got oh, beautiful, that is a good soundtrack. beautiful music in it. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. I really like some of the tracks in there. Um, one called Sword and Sorcery, um, especially because the LP is called The Ballad of the Space Babies. It's a really weird <laughs> game, but the music is bizarre and amazing. Um, I've got I've got to mention uh, Grant Kirkhope for Banjo and Kazooie yeah. and also Mario and Rabbids. The soundtrack that he did for that is fantastic. Um, I've got Overcooked. I weirdly really enjoy the Overcooked soundtrack by Hollywood. Um, mm. It's very peaceful. And Celeste, um, the kind of like puzzle platform, that's got some super cool music in it. Uh, as well as uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer, which again is another indie game, but such a good pumped up soundtrack i think some of these we mentioned on our on our song episode as well so if you haven't listened to that um yeah. go check out our top five songs um there's so many more that i couldn't even i just i fear all day if i put more of my mentions so i was like these are just the ones that were kind of flipping it out of my list and ones that i knew that i wanted to mention but yeah um, literally as i'm sat here i'm like things are just bringing into my head i'm like yeah. mass effect 
this game. Yeah. This game. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. So it was a really hard one to to knuckle down and be like, no, this is why. Yeah. Um, and if we're ready, I'll go on to my number one. Yeah, let's hear it. So my number one, again, I mean, I'm always going to have games that are my favourite. Like, this is just, just going to happen. There's a reason why I love it. And I have spoken about this game before. Not for a little while, but I've, I have spoken about it. Um, and that is the Bioshock Infinite soundtrack. So everybody knows I love this game. It's a fantastic game. The song that I've chosen to give everyone like a little example is quite chorusy, similar to my my number five pick. Um, but it is the reason why I picked it. I'll explain afterwards. But it was um, it was already a song that was created. It's a popular Christian hymn written in 1907 by Ada R. Habershon. Um, and Charles H. Gabriel. Um, the song is often recorded unattributed because of its age and it's just lapped into the public domain. But the performance in the song for the game is by Maureen Murphy. So they have like zhuzhed up the song and changed it. Um, the song is also sang by um, Troy Baker and Courtney Draper, who's Elizabeth Booker, um, later in the game as well. But I just wanted to pick this one to kind of give you guys a little bit of an idea. Will the So, like, I don't know what it is about this song, but it just gives me, like, pure chills. Mm. I'm I'm not a religious person by any means, and I know that, it, you know, it's a hymn and there is a lot of, like, religious kind of connotation to it. But I just think it's just so beautiful. Mostly, I mean, primarily because of the game. But it's a beautiful song anyway. And the reason I picked it as well was because this one plays as you first enter the city of Columbia. Um, it slowly starts to come in as you're kind of arriving and it plays when you've arrived into this church, which the church is not only in itself like visually beautiful, you know, there's candles, it's very heavenly, but the song playing at the same time, just in my opinion, like just captures your senses entirely um, as to what I would describe as like, you know, some sort of audio and visual fuck effectively. <laughs> which is not something I've ever, like, you know, defined before. No. But, honest, but it is, like, literally, it's like, it has, your, it has your fucking ears and it has your eyes and you're just, like, overtaken in this sort of, like, amazing world. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I was sitting there, I was watching it, and I was just like, this is just amazing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how else to describe this other than other than that. Other than that, I mean, it's a it's a fantastic description, and I can picture exactly where we are in the game, and I remember yeah. that what that looks like when, like you said, when you first enter Colombia, yeah. that like heavenly esque look that they got, it just oh, it's incredible. And like you said, that music as well, it just like yeah, because you're, you're not even fully aware of what the fuck's going on at that point. Like you no. have sort of just come in, and you're you know, and you're you're starting to wander around this kind of church that is really beautiful, and you're sort of looking at at things and. And it's confusing. It's a confusing time, but like it, you just feel very comforted. I mean, luckily you don't feel that much comfort throughout the rest of the game, but just in that one moment, it's just yeah. I, I, I whenever okay. I think about the game and I hear that music, it just reminds me of, of why I love it. Um, right. So there's obviously many other songs in the game. The original score for Bioshock Infinite was composed by Gary 
Schumann, I think it's pronounced. Um, but like the whole soundtrack, so even the really intense bits um, is very, very good. There's obviously like, there's some calmer music, but I was actually very torn between this one, this song, um, or just the song Elizabeth um, by him mm. as well, because the composed stuff is is fantastic like there's and oh um the lutis song as well that plays whenever you see the lutis twins mm. which is always a very confusing time yeah um is amazing it kind of it's it's quite chaotic which i think describes kind of them and every single piece just works so well for the event that's happening and, and elizabeth's actually elizabeth's song is incredible because it really goes from being quite sad to then like more intense and it kind of shows her journey um so that was also one that i that I wanted to pick. Um, but one of the other reasons that I fucking love this soundtrack is because not only does it also contain licensed old songs from 1912 when the game is set, um, there is a lot of licensed music just like there would have been in like Fallout um, and things like that. There is also what we have, which is pronounced, which I was like, I'm ready to do this. Ano, oh, I can't even do it. Ano, anodicuristic. Oh, Anna, oh my god, I I spelled it so that I could say it, but it's <laughs> anachristic, but this is the first and last time I'm going to say this. Basically, we have songs that are not of the current era, so they are not from this time, but they have been arranged to sound like they are, and it's one of my favourite things that I've ever seen in a video game. So you'll know this when I probably start like explaining them. Um, so when you go throughout the world, you'll hear these songs that are, you know, the game is set in 1912, but you'll hear um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper, but arranged in the sense that it was made mm. in 1912. So my favourite ones um, is God Only Knows. So you, you come across that by uh, an acapella group in the game, oh, um, yeah. arranged by Clay Hine, um, who... I think like try to arrange a lot of them as well. There's many people that have worked on these to be fair. I can't really quote them all. There's girls just want to have fun. There's tainted love, which is in a blues version, which is amazing. Um, Fortunate sun, shiny, happy people by REM, which is really good. Um, and everybody wants to rule the world as well. Um, and it's like, it's incredible. It's like, it's, you have this like multi-layered sandwich of stuff. Like, you know, you have the amazing score, you have, the licensed music anyway that really makes you feel like you're in 1912 and then you have these modern songs reimagined in that time and it just yeah like I, again similar to the whole like Dragon Age thing having these songs that are created for the game is one thing but then having that on top of that yeah it's fucking awesome I'm very yeah. passionate about it <laughs> no that's so cool like I don't I mean I've played the game but I played it so long ago I don't remember that being a thing but now I really want to go and listen to those. Mm. Uh, yeah, you can find awesome. them on you can find them on YouTube. Um, nice. Some of them, not all of them, like are performed necessarily in the same way. Like I think "Fortunate Son" is sung mm. by like a little kid sat on a bench. So some of them you don't always hear unless you're in the right place. Right. Some of them will come out of like a stereo, like a uh, record player. Right. Yeah. I know that God only knows was you have to walk by these this group on this uh, on this like okay. ship to here uh, right in the very beginning uh, i can't remember where the rest of them play but it's 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 incredible and i i they put you could see how much effort they put in yeah in that doing that cool. um i just have some more information now just about the soundtrack not necessarily facts but i was talking about elizabeth the song earlier 
Um, it apparently wasn't originally requested by Ken Levine, um, but Gary Schumann composed after seeing how Elizabeth transformed from such a minor character to a central role. Um, and the original mock-up was accomplished with a live string quartet as opposed to using synthesized samples. Um, and basically that whole score that he did for Elizabeth helped him find the whole theme for the entire game score. So uh. she really sets the base, which I'm just saying is a little bit of a metaphor for her as well. Yeah. Um, because it's what seems like could be a minor character, obviously becoming such a huge part of the story. Yeah. Which I thought was really, really epic. Um, I also wanted to mention, because obviously I showed you the nice chill music and Elizabeth's quite chill as well. But the uh, the more aggressive pieces I wanted to mention, um, such as the song Battle for Columbia score, um, is, is so fucking intense. It gives me anxiety, like, but that's <laughs> good because you want music to invoke a feeling in you. Yeah. Um, but I found out that apparently um, these, when they were like coming together with this song, to get this one involved Ken Levine banging on a drum in Jim Boney's <laughs> office, apparently. Um, and the percussionist also experimented with techniques, including an old violin with a spoon. So like <laughs> they really kind of, and you listen to it and you're just like, fuck it out. Like, this yeah. is intense. Which is great. Like you want, you know, you, it's lovely to have the lovely scores, but you want those songs that invoke that kind of panic and disorder because that's what the main character is feeling. Um, yeah. Which is, which is epic. I realise I'm just listing off facts for you now. This was always no, going to be it. my long one. I found so many facts. I love that you have the facts for it. It's, it's great. Can't keep yeah. going. Um, speaking of the licensed music and the uh, anachoristic, there we go, I said it, like songs. Um, in an interview, Ken Levine stated that it was difficult to find music from that era that sounds great to a modern ear. So that was kind of why I think they decided mm. to, try and, to try and bring back these songs in this way. And so, you know, I, I think, I don't know, like from what I remember... I think they went and they looked because I was like watching interviews and stuff. They went and looked because you know there's there's a lot of music these days, which is old music is turned into like barbershop quartet songs. Like I think they do it for a lot of like rock songs. I, I think I saw some the other day that was like Panic at the Disco made in like 1950s, and they it, people yeah. that that make these are really fucking talented. But what um what I read was that apparently they got somebody called Scott Bradley. Um, and he was the one that composed a lot of these, the songs that were made into older, like to seem older. Um, he is a creator of something called the Postmodern Jukebox series on YouTube. So he's actually someone that does a lot of those kind of songs, like bringing them, bringing the newer songs and turning them uh, into the old. You've probably seen some of that. A lot of the time yeah. it's, not, it's not him singing. It's like, it'll be like a lady and they'll be yeah, doing they this kind of acapella. Of or... people. Yeah, those are really interesting to listen to. If you, yeah. It's one of those holes on YouTube that you can fall into for a yes. while uh on those yeah i recommend uh checking this taking this out yeah i that, i mean that's what i did i when i sort of saw this person i was like oh I, was like, I should have a look at this and there's so many there's so many different songs like even just like really <laughs> quite explicit rap songs being turned into like songs like that sound like they're from the 1920s is actually incredible yeah. <laughs> um yeah it's a big rabbit hole I recommend doing it um but yeah he like he played piano and tried to like bring all of it together I think they knew that they needed somebody who really knew what they were doing and had done this before um and so yeah he like he recorded a lot of them and sort of sang them he might he actually might have been the voice on some of them I think I know he arranged a lot of them but mm. um he may well have done done the voice for them but yeah um just sort of like titled together it's it's you know, I, I talk about certain things being trifles, right? And I said I didn't like Kingdom Hearts because it feels like a, a trifle is all wrong, you know? Mm. 
But this, I think, as a trifle, really works for me. This weird mix of music done in such a strange way just mm. really works. It gives it that layer of, I don't know, it, it's... It's a trifle made special. of things you all, you like all of it. <laughs> yes, you know? it goes. Yeah, like if okay, so if someone was to make me like a trifle with like uh, waffles, pancakes, ice cream, Reese's, um, Kinder eggs, like that would be like yeah. yeah. This, this that's basically what this is to me. Okay, it's a good trifle. <laughs> diabetes than, trifle. Yeah, the diabetes trifle versus the traditional trifle. Yes, exactly. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, anyone that's not played this game, I 100% recommend it. Just for the soundtrack alone, it's beautiful. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. It's my number one. I love it. It's great. Um, Yeah, like, I, I really didn't realise there were so many different, like, bits to the Bioshock, like, Infinite soundtrack. So, um, I, you're making me re- want to replay it now. Um, So that might, that might happen. And then I can go find all of these musical bits that you've spoken about. Yeah. Um, all right that's it really I, I think I've I've literally just ranted about that for a really long time very excitedly so I'm gonna have a moment while you go number one <laughs> <laughs> all right you enjoy your trifle that you've made that's Thank going you. to murder you and I will talk about my number one my number one is um is from the game Undertale again I have mm. spoken about this game before um in various little things but it's not one I always 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 talk about I don't think um so this particular soundtrack is done by Toby Fox, who's a bit like Eric Barone in the fact that he made the whole game by himself pretty much uh, and also did the entirety of the soundtrack. Um, and the one I'm going to play for you now is going to be called The Spear of Justice, which is a fantastic name. particular track goes on and goes crazy and it goes to a different place um and i wish i could play you the whole of it without ruining our podcast but um i could i recommend going check it out um the reason that i have picked this particular soundtrack is that i feel like it does probably the most clever thing that i've had in a soundtrack similar to what we were just talking about with the zelda soundtrack it takes elements of really old feeling games and mixes them with more modern stuff and makes this weird mix squidge sandwich trifle mess of a thing (laughs) and it works so well like some of the songs are so catchy uh and i think i'm also blown away by the fact that toby fox not only made a game that is a really interesting different game with a lot of humor in it and also did this soundtrack that is like just a really good soundtrack with a lot of a lot of different good songs like it was one of those ones where i really struggled to think of the song that i wanted to pick particularly um i went with that one because it kind of has like a bit more of the 8-bit feeling to it um but the cool thing about this soundtrack is that the mix is there so you can have some tracks on this soundtrack that are super super old school sounding midi 8-bit tracks uh, I think the first song in particular in the soundtrack is purely like this really like old crunchy 
kind of MIDI sound thing. It almost sounds like some Pokemon noises have been yeah. mixed in there. Like you get lots of that. Um, and then there's other tracks on it. There's one called like Snow, uh, and the one about a snow town, and that is all piano. Like it's all modern mm-hmm. sounding recorded piano stuff. Um. And it's got like kind of like slightly more twinkly bits that are a bit mixed in there. So the fact that it manages to have a soundtrack that's made up of very old sounding stuff and very new sounding stuff and subtracks, which are a really weird mix, but still work really well as a cohesive thing. I don't really understand it, to be perfectly honest. Um, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but I like a lot of it. I agree. And I, I think the reason why it's quite good is because it doesn't overload you with like the the eight bit stuff all the time. It's mm. it's a, it's quite nice to actually have that variety of like almost like quite normal sounding, like you should like twinkly music and then like the eight bit might come in. It's it's not it doesn't like try and like force it down. You know what I mean? Like it's really hard to yeah. describe, but it's like playing it as well, I know exactly what you mean. Um Yeah, no, they, they do it he does it perfectly. Yeah, and I think, like you said, what the nice thing about some of this is that some of the um, some of the tracks feel very much like they're pulled from old games. Like, like we're saying, like some of them sound like a Pokemon battle or some old FFF battle music. Like, there's quite a few that sound a lot like they were pulled from those games. Um, but it's not so much. It's more like a nice little love letter to them rather yeah, than a exactly, rip off or yeah. A, yeah, like overly like oh, look, what we've done, we've taken this thing that you love and, you know, it's it's done in such an interesting and, and clever way. Which is um, a similar way to other gameplays, right? Because there's a lot of mm. things that are a little bit of a love letter to other games, like the battle system and things like that. Um, and so it feels only right that it would kind of transition in different ways, depending on where you are and what's going on. Yeah, and I think a lot of it is like, it's half this kind of like nice uh, nod to old games. And also it takes the mick out of them sometimes. And yeah. there's a lot of like, like we said, the humor in it is really interesting. Like it's really, like it's got some stuff that's really meta as well as some really just weird and wonderful humor in there. Um, and I think like some of that has kind of, like you said, come into the soundtrack and into the into the gameplay as well. Um, and I think as well, like the the fights and stuff that you do, the weird fight system that you have, like that whole you can negotiate them or do some weird mini games. Um, You also have like matching music depending who you're fighting, like each boss, each person you kind of fight um, has has their own soundtrack, has their own little little song in the soundtrack. And it's also mixed. Like it just doesn't auto different depending on the theme they're trying to get across at that time i also like how there's like some real like fucking techno party beats just like streets of rage too <laughs> yes exactly yeah it's like a, such a weird mix of like stuff it can go up and down and things um and i find it lends itself like so this is one of these ones where it's like not only do i listen to the original one uh the original soundtrack but i also have so many different mixes and remakes but i'll happily listen to either of them like i think i've got mm. one on i think i've got a piano one i've got one that's done by a like violin by itself and then i've got somewhere it's like a whole accordion band have made a tribute album of all of the undertale it like somehow lends itself to all of these different instruments and loads of different remixes um as well as just having its own single soundtrack that has taken straight from the game and is just as good Nice. Um, it's a really good pick. Like, I, I've, I think this is the issue sometimes. Like when we do top fives, is I honestly forget. 
Mm. And then it's like brought to my attention and I'm just like, yeah, a hundred percent. I really love 8-bit music, um, especially when it's been brought in in a kind of ambient way as well. Like, especially with like a lot of sort of chill music, almost just having a little bit of it. I, I don't know I don't really know how, what if that's even a genre <laughs> but I'm like eight <laughs> pretty ambient calm chill music is just like and they, they do that really well yeah I know what you mean it is that it's like oh yeah what is it like it's not it's nostalgic it as well yeah I feel like it feeds into my need to to, to relive my childhood with mm. 8-bit music but it's better because it's modern <laughs> like yeah it's been made into something newer um yeah yeah, you can kind of see the influence, but like it's been brought up and like refined and stuff. It's it's ta- yeah. that, that process of time has made it <laughs> because, refined it into something better than like, yeah. yeah the the old eight bit nitty. old eight bit music very harsh on the ears. It's, it's quite an aggressive sound actually. <laughs> it's, it's very aggressive. It's basically buttons just going boop 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 <laughs> in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Good yeah. job, guy. No, I can't remember his name. Toby Fox. Like, Toby Fox. Toby Fox is the creator. Um, he made so this. I'm getting into my facts now. Toby Fox made a total of a hundred and one tracks Fucking for this hell. game. Uh, apparently, tracks seventy eight to a hundred are considered hidden tracks. Uh, on the album. So I think if you purchased, like, when you purchased the original soundtrack, they were like hidden. They weren't listed, but you could find them on there they were like hidden in there for some reason which was odd but i think they're all on the um spotify one if you get that mm-hmm. they're all listed on there um but yeah that that was an odd one like and the fact that he made 101 out of the majority uh of this music using free sounds from a sound uh website and synths Jesus like, Christ, Toby, just, you are a genius. I know. He just cobbled it together out of fuck all. Like, I don't understand how you've done it, Toby. I don't understand. Like, genuinely, it was one of those things where when I was thinking about the game Undertale, I knew it was Toby Fox. Mm. And then for some reason, I knew the soundtrack was Toby Fox, but I never I never put them as the same person, and I don't know why. <laughs> Like I don't know why my brain went. Yes, because it's this impossible. Is, How this did is Toby do... Fox who has made this soundtrack. Yes, I know this name is Toby Fox. And then I think about like Undertale, and I go, yes, Toby Fox made Undertale. But then I don't think I ever saw them in the same. <laughs> Wait, he's the same person. <laughs> this person with this name, the same name. How has this happened? <laughs> For some reason, my brain blanked on this. And when I found this out today, I was like, holy shit, how have you done this? Um, It was was taken him a long time. Oh, God knows how long. Um, So yeah, 101 facts out of free shit. And then also, (laughs) um, apparently, there are 10 tracks in total within the game that are used in a diegetic context. So what that means is, kind of like we were talking about earlier, where it's like something is being played in the game that you and your character can hear mm, like they're cool. kind of aware that it's being played so there's 10 tracks um those are memory spook tune spook wave ghouly day ooh oh one true love <laughs> oh dungeon long elevator barion she's playing the piano I want to just make music so I can give them funny names like that. Because right. I've I had that a lot with Minecraft. Like the, some of the names of the songs just made me laugh. Like Wet Hands. Yeah, wet, I meant to mention that <laughs> to you earlier, and I completely forgot that like, Wet Hands is a ridiculous name. 
like and some of those names are amazing but i'm like because you you just make stuff and you'd be like i don't know what to fucking call it let's just call it like ghoul <laughs> ghoulie day <laughs> spook way spook tune <laughs> yeah like those are the names i'd call mine mine would all bend up like my default word is always soup It'd be like soup tune <laughs> see mine way. is always poo <laughs> i always call something poo i don't know why i don't poop know what to tune. call it i'm just like poo one poop poop one. Oh, poop. Mm. Um. And then my last, uh, my last facts is that um, he, Toby Fox, also when uh, when Nintendo asked him if he would like to have uh, the Mies, I think, can dress up as Sans for Super oh, yeah. Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now um, he was also asked if he would do a remix of one of the tunes um, for Undertale, like the main theme, and have it in there as well as a DLC. So there's a, like a song that plays. I can't remember which one it was, but um, there's also like a remixed version of one of his tunes in there as well that he did. So he didn't stop making music. He carried on and he made one for Smash Bros as well. Amazing. So hundreds and hundreds of tracks. Um, you go, Toby. I know, right? <laughs> uh, that's kind of it for my for my number one. Like I said, it's just it blows my mind how much music was produced, how clever it feels when you're not only playing the game, but listening to it outside as well. And how much I feel like people have taken it, loved it and turned it into completely different stuff. And it still works. Like it just, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a really cool soundtrack. Um, and I recommend not only playing the game because it's interesting and funny, but also just listening to the soundtrack. If you want some weird mix of nostalgia and 8-bit, but not, but trifles more trifles <laughs> we love it well we don't love a trifle i actually fucking hate trifle but we love a good trifle a, a custom trifle custom not your trifle. standard trifle custom trifle yes yeah if my trifle if i was gonna build a trifle i'd basically build a gatto and then put some mm. kinder bueno on top of it or something yeah amazing and basically a trifle if we've decided is whatever we want it to fucking be yeah the mix of shit we're, we're bringing back trifles into the modern era and we're changing them we're gonna make us a trifle yeah we could have a trifle night oh man <laughs> Done. um anyway that was a good pick i think we've had a really awesome range of songs tonight um songs and sorry soundtracks we're not doing songs sound we've had well we've listened to some songs of some yeah. soundtracks that we've chosen for our top fives and i think that yeah they were really really good yeah it's been interesting mix i like that we both naturally although i had some zelda in here like we both kind of naturally went you know what these games that we always talk about and all our popular ones are actually like maybe some of the best soundtracks you know we yeah. like them but actually there are so many out there that are interesting and just as good that we can talk about loads of them yeah, I think this is why I, I'm an odd about bringing so many in and out was because I was like, mm. you know, the more I listened to them, the more I was like, I, I was justifying. And so I put a lot of effort this time. Not that I don't put effort into my top fives normally, but like I really yeah. did like, I, I did kind of go ham on trying to make sure that actually these these were amazing soundtracks. And I would recommend to anyone just listening to them, even not playing the game. I think that was like a part of it and also just ones that have like like different levels to them you know whether it be yeah. if they've intertwined older songs from older games or you know brought a whole new thing in or you know i, I i'm always like into people trying to do new stuff yeah and new things um so yeah no I, it's it's been a good one 
Yeah, for sure. And like you said, like also, these are ones that you could probably listen to from start to finish. Like there's not a bad one. There's not a bad track in the soundtrack. You know, like yeah. you have albums and stuff from from bands you like and actually you listen to about four or five tracks on a 12 album, you know, 12 yeah. song album. Whereas these ones, I feel like I could just sit and listen to the whole thing on all of them and just have for a good sure. time. I maybe can't listen to Battle of Columbia um, because it makes me feel very scared, but I would definitely listen to the rest. I mean, that's fine. I also might not listen to the whole of the Breath of the Wild because it's five CDs long and I don't know how many hours I have to listen yeah, to that's things in, a, in my lifetime. But <laughs> if you do, it's a great time. Um, and that's another list down. Another list down. Fuck yeah. knows how many we've done now. I feel like we should count at some point. <laughs> we've done a lot of lists. I mean, we a have, a, we have a count. It's called our episode amount. On a, oh, on I don't thing. go on there anymore. Well, <laughs> this is how much Nikki pays attention to our podcast, guys. I used uh, to pay a lot of attention, guys. I used to be like, oh, how many how many listens we get in each week? What's blah, 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 blah. And then I was just like, do you know what? You guys are going to be here and you're going to listen. And I'm not going to force anyone to listen. Listen, don't listen, whatever. And I it, I feel very chill now. So, you no, know. She doesn't give a shit. I give a shit about everybody that's listening, but not in the sense of that. I think you're more than a number, guys. You're just a collective group of awesome people and i don't need there to be hundreds of you i just i just need there to be some of you see look at my little speech okay. <laughs> covering she's she's stopped digging the hole i'm um, not digging my hole anymore to, let's uh, end this episode to answer your question this is our 60th episode is it yeah oh well 60 is probably not like a big thing is it really so that's fine <laughs> We we did a fifty, right? Did we do a fifty episode thing? I mean, we did video game fashion for our fiftieth episode. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. <laughs> we obviously forgot that we hit fifty, but that's fine. We'll just do one for a hundred, right? That's a big, that's a milestone. Yeah, it'll take us another like two years. We'll get there. <laughs> oh my god, it will, won't it? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll aim for seventy-five and have a pie. That's like a no sixty-nine. Oh yeah, sixty-nine <laughs> done. Perfect. Um, well, so happy mature. fifty episodes, <laughs> sixty. Yeah, but like, I, what I mean to say is, like, fifty is like the milestone. So I'm saying, I'm oh, saying, me. congratulations, happy days for like ten episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, this was wonderful. If you would like to listen to more of our stuff, obviously you can find us on any streaming platforms anyway where you found us today. But for anything else, just visit gametill5.com. Yep, we have hats. If you want to buy a hat, you can go buy a hat. Yeah, search Game to Fire on Etsy or just go on our website. You'll see a link to our merch. We'll do more at some point. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's been a good time. Yeah. Let's go listen to soundtracks and have a boogie. This is wonderful. Off we go. <laughs> well, weird way to end. <laughs> <laughs>